Kyle H. for Hubris Ween. 26 horror movie reviews in alphabetical order, running until the end of October. For Zader, 1983. Story by Pupiavati. Screenplay by Pupiavati. Maurizio Costanzo and Antonio Avati. Directed by Pupiavati. A man named Zader had a theory about places where reality is confusing, much like this movie, which in practical terms means people can be brought back to life. Put a pin in that, because mostly the film's about a guy who finds Zader's work on a typewriter ribbon and devotes his life to chasing that rabbit, despite many, many, many warnings. So, uh, you may note from the synopsis that I cannot synopsize this film. <laughs> no, uh, lots of things happened, didn't they? <laughs> they sure did! But then there's also lots of things that don't happen during the film. <laughs> like anything making sense pretty much well uh so i got this on dvd it was part of the euro shock collection and okay. it's a full frame and really blurry print under the title zader uh it also was released under revenge of the dead and i remember that video store cover very well but i hadn't seen it until now and i blame you <laughs> Um, so I, uh, full, full, uh, full disclosure, I knew what I was putting into the hopper. <laughs> okay, then. But I enjoyed the fact that it could be a zombie movie, but we're not really sure if it's a zombie movie. <laughs> no, I was looking at it sort of, kind of like Reanimator, if Reanimator had suffered a concussion. <laughs> Uh, where it's like all these people pursuing the clues and working on the formulation. And there's these K zones where the dirt might bring people back to life. Uh, yeah. You'd said it was sort of a Giallo version of pet cemetery, yes. probably also after having suffered a concussion. <laughs> and it, yeah, it's just lots of little bits of things that don't really add up. There's scenes of somebody's body being viewed on closed circuit TVs and a metal coffin gets welded shut and why they did that. Well, I watched it last week, so I can't tell you. <laughs> I watched it Sunday and I can't tell you. <laughs> I watched a little bit of it today to see if I could make it make more sense. And I can't tell you as, as near as I can figure Zader figured out how to identify these mysterious areas. Someone else figured out how to actually perform the ritual properly in order to bring someone back from the dead. And it involved at some point 
throwing a little girl into the room? I thought she was some sort of vaguely defined psychic who could douse for whatever it was that this was. Oh, okay. I know she got mangled. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you have vaguely defined psychic powers while you're trying to tamper with the barrier between life and death. Well, I've seen it a hundred times. You have, uh, you have some bits with, um, you have some bits with, uh, uh, guy who left his monastery because he I was dying there yeah there was somebody yells about a guy for buying a typewriter <laughs> these two <laughs> events may have equal dramatic weight in the final analysis i'm not certain <laughs> But not only what 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 amuses me in this one is that not only do you have the the kind of doomed hero who has no business investigating anything getting himself involved in this uh thing that involves death that the movie never actually bothers to explain mm-hmm. um so there's your jalo <laughs> um uh, there's some useless cops too, aren't there? There are some useless cops. Um, but not only do you have him doing the noir thing of refusing to back off no matter what's going on, but then you have his uh, wife who got him the damn typewriter who simply refuses to give up and go home. Despite actually at one point giving up and going home. <laughs> and it, it does have the kind of reanimator or pet cemetery ending of, okay, well, using the sacred ground that can restore life to the dead has backfired horribly three times, but I'm going to do it now and I bet I got it right. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler. Nope. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I don't know. I did like the score. Uh, Riz Ortolani, who is, uh, who did a lot of stuff, uh, for the, I believe for my, uh, he wrote the original theme for Mondo Kani and he did the score for Cannibal Holocaust. So like, he's a dude. He's done some things. He also did this. Like, <laughs> he it, also did this. Yeah. I, I remember grooving on that. Like, if you ask me to hum it now, I have no idea. This entire movie fell completely out of my brain 10 seconds after I, I finished watching it. Yeah, it passes harmlessly before the eyes. Yes. Something about somebody <laughs> bought a typewriter and now there's a welded shut coffin? <laughs> or was the coffin welded shut before the typewriter was found? But I, I did genuinely like the exposition of looking at the letter strikes on the old typewriter ribbon to reconstruct yes. what had been written on it. Like, that's neat. Yeah. I that was a legit. Great hook. That's neat. Yeah. Somebody yeah. yelled at him about there's a gas station somewhere that can't sell much gas because the hotel doesn't have much business. And there apparently were nudists living there. Uh, not in the print I saw. Oh, yeah. There, well, not currently. Oh. Uh, like back when. Oh, yeah, yeah. During some of the exposition. Yes, there were naked people to be described as formerly been in the area. But... Yes. That's all you get. Basically, like, 
like a lot of this this I mean it's it fits very much in a mold. It 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 it's very much like uh you know watching uh movies from contemporary good filmmakers <laughs> <laughs> um it just I think it tried to make sense and that's where it fell down. Cause it doesn't. Yeah. I, I don't know. And some of that might just be like the dub wasn't really great at explaining what might've made sense in Italian. Oh, it was filmed for English. Yeah, well, there goes that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the damn script. Nope, it's nonsense. <laughs> Never mind. Well, but whoever like, bought the writer, the typewriter needs to be yelled at. But like, you know, it doesn't have any of the the stuff to make up for the lack of sense that I love about these movies. Like, you know, great imagery or hell, give me some green lights. Where's my fucking green yeah, light? Yeah, give me some <laughs> cool cinematography. Oh, what's the cool location for this? Is it a an ancient cemetery with wrought iron gate? No, it's a hotel that they stopped building. Okay. <laughs> well, okay then. Again, somebody who bought the screenwriter his typewriter needs to get yelled at for buying the typewriter. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's in the movie. He's like, I know what people are going to tell me. <laughs> I refuse to knuckle under. It makes less sense than The Visitor. <laughs> you know, the more I think about it, the more I think I could watch it again and get just as little or even less out of what I got the first time or the second attempt. That's a special kind of movie, honestly. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not like offensively terrible or anything, no. but man, yeah, I just you can watch it. Yeah. You'll forget it. Yeah, <laughs> it's the Ready Player One of Italian zombie films. <laughs> so we'd uh, we'd tell you uh, what our recommendation about this one is, but not only can you kind of guess, but you know, it would kind of spoil the whole special feeling of the film to actually um, come out meaning anything. <laughs> I agree 10,000%, my friend. This has been Fiasco Family Movie Night. I'm Sean Frost. And I'm a little confused. Are you? <laughs> After this? Yes. Well... It's probably for the best, then, that we end this year's Hubris Ween event. It started with a Z. It certainly did. <laughs> As always, it has been a joy to put these together for you all. We hope that you have enjoyed this. And if you decide to watch any of these based on our recommendations, you had it coming. A very happy Hubris Ween to one and all. <laughs>